Shelley, how are you? Where are you? Well, we're on the ferry. Uh, I'm feeling tired, but uh, excited about heading over to the Netherlands. Uh, welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast, where we aim to take you on an audio adventure as we figure out how to survive cycling around the big wide world. And the big news is we have left. We left London on Saturday, two days ago, and we are now in Harwich on the coast of Essex, and we're on a night ferry over to the Netherlands. And the big trip is underway. We are going through continental Europe to Lisbon, then over to Cuba, then over to Yucatan in Mexico, and then all the way down to Argentina, inshallah. <laughs> um, we're going to have a lot of fun on the way. It's pretty scary though at the moment. I've already got a bit of a crook, crook throat, as you can tell. Um, I sound like I'm kind of probably speaking through my nose right now. But um, it's been pretty fun so far, hasn't it? We've It's um, been a nice ride out of London. It was a really nice way to finish it, wasn't it? And how how is your Easter Sunday Zombie Jesus Day gone today? Well, we passed a few churches. Remember that church we we were? I'm really struggling to like pick out some of the places we were because we weren't in very many big places today. Uh, uh, we cycled up from Wickford in Essex to Harwich, and we just went through sort of those cotton candy British villages, you know, the the like where Postman Pat drives around. And we're outside this church. I was actually going to look for a place to go for a slash. And, uh, well, I was. And um, and then this lady pulls up alongside us and said, oh, I saw a man about five minutes ago when I drove in the other direction. And he was standing around here looking all suspicious, like he was looking for something. Uh, have you guys lost something? I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just having a stretch. And uh, suddenly the, the need to pee across the road from the church and the brambles uh, kind of went away. But did you get an Easter egg? That's the most important question. Well, yes, I did, actually. We got that Easter egg from Tracy just as we left. And, um, yeah, we basically cracked it over, over your skull and uh, broke it into lots of little pieces, and that provided some of the energy to get us half the way. Because, I mean, we've re- I've felt really drained so far with this, our throat. I think all this leaving London stuff has kind of... Um, opened the floodgates to make me a little bit sick and so I've had to use every sort of ounce of energy we've gone very slowly to get here um, but um, I'm kind of offended by that we know but we haven't really gone as fast as we would normally do we're not at a sort of full you know aerobic capacity <laughs> As you mentioned, we packed up our flat and headed out of London on Saturday. Um, it was pretty epic, wasn't it? Yeah, we lived in this little one-bedroom flat in North London near Caledonian Road Tube Station. And we arrived in this country just wearing two backpacks, but somehow we had jammed that little place full with so much stuff. Some of it went back to New Zealand. Had to wave goodbye to my beloved Sirota bicycle. Um, but man, we had a lot of junk, right? Yeah, but we were in there for six years. Um, and I think, I don't think we had so much. I think we could have done a lot more chucking out over the past couple of months. And we left it all to the, <laughs> to the last minute. And you had to do all of that mewling of stuff 
back and forth from the from the house to the recycling centre. I have mulled so hard. I mean, most people when they're I mean, yeah, we had a truck come and pick up our stuff, but most people when they're moving, they at least have some sort of motor vehicle where they keep putting stuff in the boot and they take it round to uh, the dump or the charity shop or the recycling centre. But no, not us. Uh, we're carbon neutral, so instead we just used. The, my back really and I carried loads of stuff around the recycling station um, they're all I don't know how many clothes do we take up to the charity shops on Holloway Road it was incredible and somehow we made it out of there yeah, yeah. and I was quite proud of us for cleaning properly as well and that place really needed a good clean. <laughs> I think um, we, we also had to pay about £88 to secure some parking outside of the flat. Um, and we had a major, major win there, didn't we? Because um, for, for some reason, for six weeks, there have been two rickshaws parked outside. Now, these are the bicycles that have got, like, seats in the back so that people can carry tourists around town. The sort of bike you see, like, in Asian cities. I mean, that shouldn't really be in London. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're parked outside our house and they're basically blocking the bay. And we asked for a suspended bay. Got the council, we had to pay 88 bloody quid to uh, get that suspended. But these two big rickshaws were blocking the way. So, um, and the council, so we asked the council to come and move them. The council said no, because those rickshaws don't have a motor. Now, I've got nothing against uh, forms of transport that don't have motors. I'm all in favour. But when you've like booked a parking bay, you think you'd be able to get that moved out of the way, but no. So, um, but yeah, it's the first time I've actually, you know, grown some balls and uh, rang up their council and told them who's boss. No, we're not going to stand for this. We paid 88 pounds. You didn't give us our suspended parking bay. We didn't get the service we wanted. And then old, um, what was that dude's name? Jamie. Yeah. Jamie uh, responds back. We will refund the 88 pounds. That's all the letter said, but we were high-fiving. Yes, we have defeated the man. Well, not quite that that excited, but um, we have yet <coughs> to see the money, I think. So we need to keep an eye on the bank account for that. Um, but I don't know how you felt about leaving the flat personally. I was kind of happy to get out of there. I think once you empty all of the things out of your house and you see how kind of grimy it is in the little corners, I was like, oh man, we need. it's good that we're going. That's That's how I felt anyway. Yeah, it kind of gave us a bit of closure that, yeah, we're ready. We're ready to do this. And, um, you know, it's kind of, you, you play this moment over in your mind a little bit and you wonder what it's going to be like, you know, our home of six years and we're just going to sort of cycle away from it. But it was, it was kind of nice. It was just kind of felt like it's time and it gave us, or gave me some sort of reassurance that, yeah, we're doing the right thing. It's, we're ready to do it. Yeah, and I think that we've been planning this trip for so long. Um, it gives you a lot of time to kind of adjust, doesn't it? So from there, we went to where our friends live around the corner. Um, we moved in there for two nights. And then we tackled exactly what we were going to put on the bikes. Um, and we had a lot of help from, from my friends in terms of deciding what was going to go, what was going to go in the bin, and what was going to be a maybe. Um, and I was really, really surprised by how little stuff we, we now have here on the ferry. Um, I, I thought we'd be overloaded and I'm almost kind of a bit worried we don't have enough stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. These last two days have been sort of single degree temperatures and I've been quite cold. I don't know if it's because I've got this little bit of a cold at the moment, but um, 
Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, do I have enough warm clothes? Could I have packed another thermal? Sorry, Mom, okay, I've only got two thermals. But the other thing is that we are, we don't have much stuff. We are going across the world. I have got five pairs of underwear. Uh, I'm already wearing the second pair two nights in a row. And um, um, what, I've got one t-shirt, one sort of... Um, long sleeve button up shirt one pair of trousers one pair of shorts and two sets of cycling clothes so i just hope the weather gets warmer (laughs) so do i i'm sure it will i have to say um you know it's been actually really nice today cycling along and seeing all the kind of spring growth all the you know all the magnolias and tulips and primulas and everything it's it's such a beautiful time of year but yeah i'm sure it will warm up so we left London, um, and that was, you know, with mixed emotions. Um, you know, really sad to say goodbye to some people, um, but obviously excited that finally this trip's begun. And also a bit stressful, wasn't it? You know, like we are cycling off. There's no return at this point, and we ha- we wanted to make sure we had all the stuff we needed, that we're well prepared. You don't really know until you're just cycling off. We cycled off down Caledonian Road and that, that was it we were on our way um, and it was a cool ride you know we took uh, Shelley's um, uh, commute normal commute to work route through central London round St Paul's and we, we passed a lot of the great landmarks and then outside my favorite uh, landmark on Tower Bridge that was sort of a really cool I, whenever I see that bridge I'm in total awe it's not the like the newest thing in London either but no, well, no. I'm just, well, it's not the oldest or the newest, you know. I, but um, yeah, it was kind of strange seeing. Um, well, no, I've always I've always been in awe of of that bridge, and when you're up close to it and you see it there, it's enormous. It's awesome, and so I thought that was quite a cool place to um, roll out. And then after that, we went through St Catherine's Dock, then down these canals. Uh, we basically stayed with the river, and we're going past all these places that we've never seen before. And so it was quite cool that, you know, a city that we've become so familiar with, cycling out of it, it was new territory. I mean, it's such a big city, you know, you're always going to be surprised and find new things, aren't you? Which is what we really liked so much about it. Um, So at the end, we we both got uh, all of our hair chopped off and you got your whole beard chopped off, just about. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that's why I've got a bit of a cold. I don't have that protection from the woolly mammoth. Um, Now I'm just sort of like a regular guy in the street with a bloody you know uh two days growth yeah and um our last meal was at the lovely el molino's which is our kind of local spanish restaurant um we were up there with a a load of friends and the it's a family-run place it's been open since about 1987 um such good food and just really really good hospitality they always um, turn the lights out and do a big happy birthday for whoever's having a birthday and and jose who's the guy that own it owns it he he brought out uh what is it it was a bottle of cava and some free little croquetas for us and some little kind of some some kind of digestive at the end and he get you know shook your hand and gave me a hug yeah he gave us a hug and yeah, it was awesome. I just said, oh, Jose, this is our last meal in, England, in Britain. I mean, maybe it's not technically true. We, we've had two meals since on the road. But um, uh, certainly our last meal on Holloway Road. He gave me a massive hug. Such a nice guy. You know, and the same thing, you know, a few hours earlier when I went to go shave off Woolly Mammoth. I mean, just to um, 
disclaimer here, it's not fully shaved off. It's about a number one or a two all over. So you know, it's quite close. You can actually see my face. Uh, put it that way. Your beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. But I've I've loved having my hair cut. I, and I haven't been getting it off, done often enough. But at the barbers on Holloway Road, these uh, Algerian barbers, and they are just such great guys, you know. And I gave them both hugs as well on the way out. Yeah, I mean, I really like Holloway Road. It's a good place to live. I um, went out for uh, lunch with my friend Gwen, and I have to say, we had a couple of drinks with lunch, and, and you know, a bit of alcohol sometimes allows the emotion to come out. I oh, God, but I was welling up a couple of times. I was good, I think, mostly for all the other goodbyes, but that one did get me. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss so many people. Now it's time for what we hope will be a regular feature um, called Reflections on the Road. So we just kind of want to bring you some of the sounds and atmosphere from, from you know, our days in the saddle. So here's our very first one, Baden and Colchester. We are now around 55 k's into our final ride in Britain. It's been a beautiful day so far. Well, actually, it's not beautiful. It's really just been a bit grey and a bit cold, actually. But the riding's been good, and I guess that's what what's important. You know, we've we've come up from Wickford in Essex and on, along uh, Sustrans National Cycle Route One, and now we're in Colchester. And we're outside Colchester Castle. I think William the Conqueror made this castle. You put a castle on the site, indeed, about 900 years ago, and they've kind of restored it to a sort of castle-like shape now. Um, in the since the 1700s or something I think and it's kind of a nice spot to sort of just stop and think I've never been to Colchester before didn't really know what was hairy then I was just coming along the high street and I was like oh what's that looks like castle let's go check it out <laughs> so um no it's been it's been a it's been a good day it's exactly the sort of riding that I like to do and it's what I really miss about Britain I think the little lanes you know going off down a little bridleway and through the woods and you know all the different houses and the trees and the, it's brilliant and now we've got 30k to make the ferry tonight in Harwich we'll be leaving Britain so now it's time for our final 30k's in Britain <music> Time for In Praise Of, um, another regular feature that we're going to be doing where we basically single out a person, inanimate object or you know, food item that we have inc been incredibly appreciative of. Uh, so Baden, what are you in praise of this time? I am in praise of British tea. <laughs> now, we have not owned a kettle the whole time we've lived in London. We have... Uh, you know, when people come around and they want a cup of tea we have to sort of dig an old tea bag up that you know we've saved from when Shelley's parents last came and uh, <laughs> and then we boil a pot of uh, water on the stove and uh, wait for that to boil and there yeah, you got a cup of tea <laughs> that's if you got milk you know you're pretty lucky if we've also got milk but for some reason the last three weeks I have been downing the tea and uh, I bought like a nice big box of Yorkshire tea that is good refreshing tea and yeah since I left my job and I had a you know a few more days at home been cranking through the cups of tea and this is so strange I have not drunk tea pretty much the whole time <laughs> it with any I have not drunk tea with any regularity the whole time we've lived here so it is bizarre that uh, we're cracking into it now but what we've also found in these last two days of cycling the power of the restorative cup of tea 
So we got to uh, our friend Jimmy and Charlotte's last night, and they're like, what, what, can we get you something to drink? Normally after a ride, I'd say, yeah, give me a protein shake, and I'll like shake it on down and start the recovery process. And you know what? I said yesterday, nah, have a cup of tea, mate. And it was delicious. And I was just feeling those restorative juices. Juices, this sounds really disgusting now, but... <laughs> but it was like I was feeling kind of perked up. And I'm kind of down right now, you know. Yes, you can tell my voice is a bit croaky, but... And again tonight, we had to wait for our restorative cup of tea because this bloody shite fairy terminal here, basically, it consists of a few tables and a couple of coke machines so I was really looking forward to a uh, cup of tea and we had to wait till we got on board and even after we had our showers or anything but even though it was so long after the ride the cup of tea was still restorative <laughs> so we've got to try and continue this uh, throughout Europe and what are you in praise of, Shell? I think the ladies in Caledonian Road who um, hosted us for our last two nights in London and helped us to, you know, pack and, and get everything we needed together and lent us bits and pieces and um, tried to de-stress us as much as possible. Also, um, Jimmy and Charlotte, who we stayed with last night, uh, it was just amazing to get to a friend's place for the first night away um, after 80 k's of riding and not have to kind of put on a bit of a performance just to feel comfortable um, and they really you know we probably weren't the most you know lively guests they've ever had but uh, you know they were really kind of understanding and and Jimmy ran me a bath straight away and their bath has like jets in it and like a fancy light and a television Oh, so yeah, so they they were incredible, and um, and a big shout out to Boris the dog as well. Oh, Boris, I am a person who is scared of dogs, and their dog is like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier or something like that. I mean, in New Zealand, those dogs like you're meant to be scared of them, but Boris is such an awesome dog. I really wanted to take him um, all the way to Argentina to sort of fend off all the all the dog attacks. <laughs> but Boris just would not leave me alone. He took a shine. And this morning he was scratching outside our door crying. And so I opened the door and he just jumps in on top of the bed and he lies in bed like a human. <laughs> this Boris, Boris is like a little child basically yeah. and he was adorable. Although I have to say my leggings are now covered in Boris fur. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, end of uh, the second edition of the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. Where are we off to now, Shell? Well, we'll be in the Netherlands at 8 a.m. in the morning, um, pushing the bikes off the boat, uh, and then heading to... Well, where are we heading? Um, we're heading to Breda for our first night. Breda, Breda. I'll, I'll, well, by the time of the next podcast, I will tell you the correct pronunciation of that town, maybe southwest of Rotterdam where we'll be staying our first night in the Netherlands basically we're going to cycle across the country and I think uh, we'll say goodbye to the Netherlands in Maastricht or something like that before we head to Aachen and across the border in Germany so we'll try and do another podcast then eh? and we'll give you some of our reflections on the Netherlands which I'm sure is going to be a great country what are you sort of looking forward to there Shell? For me, uh, I, I mean, I got quite excited when I got on the ferry and the guys that helped us park our bike, they were all Dutch. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to Europe. I'm looking forward to lots of friendliness. Um, I'm looking forward to lots of flatness. Those are kind of my two two key requirements of the Netherlands. What about you? Yeah, flatness, uh, waffles, or is that Belgium? 
Uh, I mean, we're surely, we're, we're sort of going along the Dutch-Belgian border a lot of the time, so I'm sure we're going to be right into waffle country. I'll be having a waffle a day. And maybe join us next time on the How Are You, Where Are You podcast, where I will waffle at you. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, um, we'd love to know how you are and where you are. You can do that by emailing you at gmail.com or, of course, heading along to our blog, howareyouwhereareyou.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.